of your feet and all your ways will be established do not turn to the right nor to the left turn your feet from evil good afternoon my radio family and friends and welcome to another fantastic moment with the word of God through moments of vigil with Elohim with your servant Bishop Maria Reed from the Steertown New Testament Church of God, Steertown St. Anne. Choosing the right path means you have to find the willpower to make the right choices and resist excuses. I am your host, Carlene Walters, and we are pleased to bring to you the dynamic part one of this two-part sermon entitled choose the more excellent way and walk in it our sermon text comes to us from Jeremiah 6 verse 16 this is what the Lord says stand at the crossroads and look ask for the ancient paths ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls but you said we will not walk in it. The word of God is ancient word. Changing me and changing you. Song by Michael W. Smith. There's another song that I quote for you and for us. Lord, take me back to the old landmark. Where I first made a commitment and begin a first start. Help me find my direction. Place a burden in my heart. Lord, take me back to that old landmark. We need to get back to the ancient path of God. Therefore, the sermon today is established on the fact that the pathway of God, the road of God, 
the way of God, which is ancient, is an everlasting and the perpetual way that is unchangeable and relevant for today. The requirement that God had for historic Israel is the same requirement that he has for the church today. The standard that God established for Israel is the same standard he established today. When we read throughout the book of Leviticus, we can acknowledge how many times the Lord would have required of Israel to be holy as he is holy. Jesus called for that same holiness in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48. Peter also reiterated the call to holiness. The writer of Hebrews says that without holiness, no man shall see God. My brothers and sisters, let me continue by saying how appalled I am at Judah's response and reaction to the Lord's instruction. The New Living Translation records their response this way. No, that's not the road we want. How appalling such a response is of Israel to the Lord their God. This is evidence to how much God's own people, the apple of his eye, his firstborn son, his royal priesthood, his treasured people, how much they have turned away from God. They have rejected their father and lost fear for God. If people can openly display their irreverence for God, how then can we expect persons to have respect for those in authority when many don't have respect for God? The authority above all authorities, the ruler above all rulers, the government above all government, the kingdom above all kingdom. The apostle Peter addressed people of his day that possess similar characteristics when he wrote, he is especially hard on those who follow their own twisted sexual desires and who despise authority. These people are proud and arrogant, daring even to scoff at supernatural beings without as much as trembling. This was said in context of false teachers who had no reverence for authority. And following in this particular reference, Peter drew example to that of angels of God who did not disregard even Satan as an authority, but gave him a respect that he deserved because of his authority. But Peter is raising the fact that there are some who despise authority 
They are they who are twisted in their own desires. They have been set on their own path and have neglected the path of Almighty God. I then today want to challenge us to choose the more excellent way and walk in it. Choose the more excellent way and walk in it. The ancient path is the more excellent way. The path of God is the more excellent way. Obedience to God is the most excellent way. Living a life of righteousness is the most excellent way. Living a life of holiness is the most excellent way. Pursuit of social equality is the most excellent way. Pursuit of moral courage is the most excellent way. Pursuit of personal integrity is the most excellent way. Growth in spiritual maturity is the most excellent way. Pursuit of Christ-like actions, behaviors, attitudes is the more excellent way. When you find this excellent way, walk in it. We have been conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. We have been shaped to take on the resemblance in our speech, in our thought, in our conduct, like that of the thought, speech, and conduct of Jesus Christ. When God raised Israel up through the patriarch Abraham with whom he started following through to Isaac then into down to Jacob and Jacob had his 12 sons and his 12 sons made up the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel when God chose them he chose them to be a people for himself he chose them to be a people who will reflect his glory in the earth. He chose them to be a people who will fulfill what he had said over Adam that they might dominate the earth, that they might be fertile, that they might multiply and give loving care and growth in the world. They were supposed to be a community of faith. They were supposed to be a community of love. They were supposed to be a community of goodness. They were supposed to be a community of gentleness. They were supposed to be a community of 
foundations. They were supposed to be an agent through which the nations of the world will be directed to God. They were supposed to be the herald that proclaim the greatness of God who makes known the name of God so that other nations will come to worship the Lord their God. But over time, this nation drifted away from God. And in Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16, a call is issued. An instruction is issued calling Israel to return to the path that they have neglected. Calling Israel to come to the God they have rejected. They have gone to a place where they no longer know who God is. They have gone after strange gods living in the Canaanite land. They find sculptures with their tools of chisels and hammers and they would have cut down trees and sculpture various forms of gods. One of the gods of the Canaanite deity was El. Yes, that same El with which we refer to our God. So now we know that that is a description. That's not a name that the Israelites developed for God. The names that we have come to be familiar with, like Elohim, El, El Elyon, those were names that were given to Canaanite deities. And so what the Israelites have done is to say that the true El, the true God, is the God of the Hebrews. But at the same time, they chiseled out a god and overlay it with gold or silver and they give worship to it. They would have nailed it down so that it does not tumble over. They would have set it in a stationary place. So they have given up the worship of the true and living God for the worship of wood that is covered in either silver or gold. And they would have offered the same sacrifices that their God had prescribed for them to make unto him in service to these idols. They should have conquered Canaan but we find to a great extent that Canaan conquered them because they became engaged in sciences. They became engaged in witchcraft. They became engaged in psychic readings. They became engaged in necromancy, worship of the dead. They were offering their children to the god Molech as a sacrifice they were engaged in idolatry and 
God was angered at their worship of gods that has hands but cannot do anything feet but cannot move anywhere ears but cannot hear eyes but cannot see lips mouth but cannot speak God was reprimanding Israel for their failure in devotion to him. God was reprimanding Israel for their unfaithfulness to him. But Israel had reached a place where they did not care what God think. Where they did not care what the command of God has issued. They were about comfortably doing their own thing their own way pleasing themselves God raised Jeremiah and said to Jeremiah go to Israel and this is what I want for you to say to Israel stand at the crossroad Israel has taken a journey that led them at a crossroad. They have gone to a place where they are serving Baals. They are serving the Canaanite God. And they don't know if God is God or the Canaanite God is God. So they were in an indecisive place. We can recall that the prophet Elijah at one point had said to them, that if God be God, serve him. And if Baal be God, serve him. Later on, we learned by Jesus Christ that we cannot serve God and mammon. We cannot be materialistic. We cannot worship material things. We cannot give preference to material things than we give to God. We are told by John that we cannot love the world and love God. If we love the world, we make ourselves to be at enmity with God. We make ourselves enemies of God. If we love the world, meaning that we give greater devotion to the world than we give to God. Meaning we give greater loyalty to the things of the world than we give to God. We give greater loyalty to material things than we give to God. We are told by Paul, speaking to his protege called Timothy saying that in the last days it will be a hard to deal with time and one of the characteristics of the last day is that people will be lovers of themselves more than they are lovers of God they will be lovers of pleasure anything that is sensual anything that gratifies the sensual desires they are more engaged and desirous of those things. So we understand that it is an age of pleasure. It is an age of entertainment. Many people are given to the enticement of entertainment rather than they are given to enduring and enjoying God. It is said by Moses that he would have rather enjoy a time of suffering 
suffering or end your suffering with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of this world. We have had many songwriters who have written many songs and one of them would have said that you can have the whole world but give me Jesus. Oh, there's a chorus that we used to sing. Give me Jesus in the morning. Give me Jesus in the evening. Every minute of the day. Give me Jesus. Nobody matters to me like Jesus. There is an ancient song that has been written. And this song says, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I rather have Jesus than riches untold. I rather have Jesus than anything this world can afford. I rather have Jesus. I don't need idols. I need Jesus. I don't need the fallen nature. I need Jesus. I don't need this world. I need Jesus. The world is corrupt, but Jesus is incorruptible. I, this world is for mortals, but where Christ Jesus is, is for immortals. And because it is for immortals, I will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, because this mortal shall be changed and put on immortality. This corruptible shall be changed and put on incorruption. So I received the words of the Apostle Paul written to the brethren at Corinth in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 when he says that if this body, if this temple, if this house, if this tabernacle is dissolved, I have a house, I have a building, I have a body that is reserved for me in heaven. You can have the whole world, but give me Jesus. You live by faith and not by sight. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. Philippians 1, 9 and 10 reading from the New Living Translation. It's not just the time of today's program that has come to a close, but the end of all things are drawing near to a close, at which point we'll see the King who reigns over all kings and the Lord who rules over every other lords. His name is Jesus the Christ, Son of the Most High God. Let's be earnest in our efforts to live lives of holiness, righteousness, love, 
compassion, humility, integrity, and faithful obedience to the Word of God. Join me in prayer. Father enthroned in heaven, through Jesus Christ, our resurrected Lamb, who saved us from the power, penalty, and ultimately from the presence of sin, and has given us new life through the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, who seals our eternal fellowship with you, our Father. We come through this blessed access to you, asking that you continue to preserve us, heal us, forgive us, sanctify us, and provide for us. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will see us through to the end as you have promised, so that our faith will not fail. During these hard-to-deal-with times, may the word of our testimony be unshakable, and may we never lose confidence in the security of the blood of the Lamb to help us in overcoming this world. I pray we will be steadfast. I pray that the fervency of our spirit will never become cold, but we will abound in the work of the Lord, serving the Lord always. Our Father, may our eyes be open even more to the need of endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace and cause us collaboratively with all the saints to know the height, depth, length, and breadth of your love so that we may make manifest to the world your Son, Jesus Christ, full of grace and truth. These and other petitions and supplications we make known to you and ask that according to your word, you'll do far more exceeding abundantly above that which we ask or think in Jesus' name. So let it be. On behalf of Bishop Maria Reed and the Steertown New Testament Church of God family, we take great pleasure in thanking you all for your time spent with us in this move in the word moment. We do hope you are all tremendously blessed and motivated by this message. We make special mention of our studio engineer, Omar Sinclair, our partners and sponsor, W&W &W Electrical Hardware, located at 42 Truman Avenue, Richmond Park, Kingston, Main Street, Steertown, St. Anne, and Main Street, Duncan's Trelawney. For prior requests, or if you wish to contribute financially to this program, you can contact us at 876-826-5125-876-826-5125. What's up us at 876-773-9892. That's 876-773-9892. Or email us at moveintheword at gmail.com. If ever you are in the Senton area, 
we invite you to worship with us at either of our services. Services times are 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. That's 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. Join us again next week, Sunday, same time on the number one station, Gospel JAFM. Here's wishing you all a week filled with faith in the Lord. shall walk in all the way which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live and that it may be well with you and that you may prolong your days in the land which you will possess a blessed afternoon to all my radio family and friends and welcome to another exquisite moment with the word of God through moments of vigil with Elohim, with your servant, Bishop Maria Reed, from the Steertown New Testament Church of God, Steertown St. Anne. My tongue sings of your word, for all your commandments are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I'm your host, Carlene Walters. And we're pleased to bring to you the exciting conclusion of this two-part sermon entitled, Choose the More Excellent Way and Walk in It. And don't take consideration about yourself because a new spirit is on the inside of you. Choose the more excellent way and walk in it. That was the challenge to Israel and that's the challenge to us. So Israel reached a crossroad. Are you at a crossroad? I believe that Jamaica is at a crossroad because there are so many deities that are being worshipped in Jamaica. And I want for it to be a little bit more closer home. There are so many deities that are worshipped within the church. Because not all who claim they are of God are truly of God. Not everybody who run and shout and skip are truly of God. 
You see, persons are good at obeying the spectacular things of God. There are some things that for many people it is easy to obey. Israel was found in that very trap. And you can read it in Jeremiah chapter 7 from 22 to 24. God said, you have been giving your sacrifices and your burnt offerings. But that's not the only commandment I gave. God said, I gave a commandment and tell my people to live before me in obedience. Walk before me in obedience. I gave them commandments that tell them they are supposed to live a life of obedience. But they have ignored living an obedient life. So they practice the sin of omission. And the sin of omission plunged them into idolatry. Because they think that while I am offering sacrifice, I am appeasing God. I am engaging in true worship to God because I'm offering all the required burnt offerings. I have not missed on any of the burnt offerings. I have not missed on any of the tithes with which I should be tithing. And they think that they were okay. But God said, I did not just give commandments with regards to burnt offerings and tithing. I have given a command about living in obedience, walking before me in obedience, and I will bless you when you walk before me in obedience. There are many of us we are comfortable with giving tithe. We are comfortable with giving offerings. We are comfortable with coming to church. We are comfortable with reading the Bible. We are comfortable with praying. We are comfortable with singing what is called Christian songs. We are comfortable with doing everything Christian. But I want for you to know that everybody is singing Christian songs. People who have never had a walk with Jesus Christ are playing gospel songs in their houses. And they are crying too when they are listening to the songs. Those gospel songs that they are listening. They are shouting hallelujah as well when they are listening to those gospel songs. There are people who are not even saved that are tithing. There are people who are not saved that are reading their Bibles. There are some people who are not saved that is even reading their Bibles. More than some so-called Christians are reading their Bibles. But God said, I did not just give you instruction to read my Bible or read my word. What sense, what profit does it make for you to read the Bible but do not do what you read? What profit it is to you to delve into study but your life is not transformed. You are satisfied with a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. That's a characteristic of the last day. People just want enough to make them look religious. People just want enough to make it seem as if they are associated with a deity but they don't subscribe to the power of the renewal of their mind and the transformation of their hearts at a crossroad crossroad is not where the church supposed to be crossroad is not where Jamaica 
is supposed to be. The church is at a crossroad. And I want to throw this in. Because God said, stand at the crossroad. Come to an unmoving place. Stand upright. Come at the crossroad. Because you are standing still. Pause. Hold on at the crossroad. Before you take another step further, stand still. Stand. And while you are standing, I want for you to see. That's the second action. I want for you to see. I want for you to look. I want for you, look here, our C is talking about, learn about. Stand at the crossroad. Be at a standstill. Look about. Observe. Perceive. Get acquainted with. Gain understanding. Examine. This is God saying through the prophet Jeremiah to the children of Israel that they need to have a scene that represents mentally recognizing that something is true. In extension, it can mean experience in the sense of what one is aware of as he lives. So I'm coming into an awareness by means of an experience. So stand still and observe. Stand still and put yourself at a point to become acquainted with examine. Recognize that what I'm saying is true. Recognize that my commandment is true. Recognize that my statutes are true. Recognize that my ordinances are true. Put yourself in an observing position. And when that happens, you need to come into experience of what you become aware of as you live by it. So I'm not just asking you to passively look at something. When you analyze it, I want for you to begin to live by that which you are analyzing. Live by the truth you are examining. He did not only tell them to stand and look, but he said to them, ask, which means to inquire or consult. Being frequent in petitions, um, used in the sense of praying for something and indicate one's asking God's direction or counsel. So what God was saying at this third instruction to ask, he's saying inquire of me. We can recall that it was the same Jeremiah who said that the Lord should say, seek me and you'll find me and I will show you great and wonderful things. So God was saying don't seek the mediums. Don't seek the spiritists. Don't don't seek the necromancers. Don't, don't seek your gods. Don't, don't seek the false priest and the false prophet. Oh God, these people were living in a time and Jeremiah prophesied about them. They were people with lying pens. They were interpreting the word of God. 
but what they were writing were lies so they have lying pens writing interpreting the word of God deceiving the people of God teaching falsely the people of God we are living in an age and a time when we don't even know who to go to for advice we don't know who to go to for counsel if you read in this same text brothers and sisters I'm going to find it for you and expand on this point in Jeremiah chapter 9 God continues to speak through the prophet Jeremiah and he says beware of your friends do not trust anyone in your clan for every one of them is a deceiver and every friend a slanderer friend deceives friend and no one speaks the truth they have taught their tongues to lie they weary themselves in sinning you live in the midst of deception in their deceit they refuse to acknowledge me declares the Lord God is saying that even those that are nearest to you when you try to seek advice because their lips are filled with lies because they weary themselves with sinning because they live in the midst of deception because their hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked when you seek counsel from them they counsel you in doing the wrong they pull you away from the way of God they discourage you in the study of the word of God they discourage you in your devotion to God they do not speak the truth they speak what your ears want to hear because your ears are itching to hear something I want to tell the church that you need to bind that itching ears that wants to hear what gratifies your desire and seek rather to hear what the spirit is saying to the church the church must operate under the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost because it's only when the Holy Ghost is functional in the church can the church receive the words of God that is coming from the throne room of God it's only a saint in Christ that have the spirit of God that can receive the things of God because the carnal man the man who lives by the flesh weary with sinning cannot receive the things of God that's why there needs to be an examination that's why they need to be an observation that's why the church needs to repent after examination and get back into alignment with God Oh, like Israel, you're living in a time with false priests. Selfishness. You look at Israel. When God told them, stand, look, ask. What are they asking for? The ancient past. Ask for the right way. Ask for the more excellent way. Ask for the everlasting path. Ask for the perpetual path ask for that which is unchangeable because the truth of God transcends generation it endures for every generation the God who gives this ancient path is the ancient of days hallelujah and the ancient path is the good way 
It's the excellent way. This is the way of God. And Israel is supposed to seek, stand, look, and inquire. Come before God. Ask God to show you the way. I like the dialogue between Jesus and his disciples. And I thank God that the disciples did not go to any of the Pharisees and the scribes to ask them the way. They went to Jesus and said, show us the way. And if you show us the way, that will satisfy us. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. So Jesus revealed to his disciples with whom he has spent some three and a half years with and said, I am the way. When you need to get the way, you don't need to find the Pharisees. You don't need to find the Sadducees. You need to find Jesus. Oh, you can't consult with everybody because the church is mixed up with wheat and tears. And the tears look like the wheat. So sometimes you can't distinguish tears from wheat. Jesus Christ said, you have to be around them long enough to know who they are. Because it's by their fruit that you shall know them. By the consistency of their disposition will you know them. By being around them for a period of time and see how they conduct themselves and realize that the conducting and the communication of their words are not aligned with Jesus Christ. Paul said, when you see such persons, don't keep company with them because bad company corrupts good character. Oh, you want somebody that motivates you to obey. You want somebody to drive you to holiness. You want somebody to drive you to be fear. You want somebody that drive you to be centered on the preference of others. Oh God. You want somebody to drive you to integrity. You want somebody to drive you to moral courage. You want somebody to drive you to spiritual maturity. Drive you into a path that is Christ-like. God said, stand, look, ask. When you ask, hear what he says. Walk in it. Walk in it. This verb is used to denote one's behavior. It is living a righteous life. The one who behaves or conducts his life in obedience to the commands of God will be blessed of God. Isaiah 33 and verse 15. In this same Isaiah 33 and verse 15, the walk must be a walk in righteousness. It is a walk that is in alignment with God. Because righteousness, simply put, is right standing with God. So somebody must walk in right standing with God. You must rub shoulder with God. You must keep company with God. That's why Jesus said you must go in your closet and rub up upon Jesus. Rub up upon God. Get into the holies of holies. Get into the presence of God. And wrap up and tangle up and tie up yourself with Jesus. So that while you are wrapping up and tangling up and tying up yourself with Jesus. Your mind is being renewed as you spend some time rubbing with Jesus. Because Jesus a rubber off on you. And because Jesus a rubber off on you. Is changing your speech. So you will not speak how you feel. You will speak how the Holy Ghost said. You must speak. You must not speak what you think. But you will analyze what you are thinking. 
and see the thought that is being generated is the thought of Jesus Christ and if the thought is not of Jesus Christ you rebuke that thought and call for your mind to be clothed with the right thought and to be renewed by the power of the Holy Ghost so that when you open your mouth to speak what comes out of your mouth will be seasoned with salt it will be favorable it will be a communication that edifies a communication that builds up a communication that purifies a communication that progresses one forward in their destiny with Jesus Christ oh a walk in right standing it's a walk in humility Micah 6 verse 8 a walk in humility you are low you will give preference to others than yourself walk in humility it's a walk in integrity Psalm 15 and verse 2 integrating godly values in daily life walk in integrity integrating godly values in daily lives it's a walk with God Genesis 5 22 Enoch walked with God until he was no more we want people who will walk with God so when God said walk in the old path it's walking in a path of humility it's walking in a path of righteousness it's walking in a path of integrity it's walking in a path with God the ancient of days walk with God it is a life lived in the presence of God and that life that is lived in the presence of God is a responsible life Genesis 17 verse 1 walk before me and be blameless hello walk before me and be blameless Genesis 17 verse 1 it means that when you walk before me any spot that is in you it is easily detected you need to spend time in the presence of God so that he can detect the spots he can identify the blemishes who best to identify the spots and the blemishes that is in your life when I'm walking in the ancient path when I'm walking with the ancient of days he will call me and say come here Mario come let us reason together I observe that your sins are as scarlet but I want for them to be as white as snow come let us reason I want to deal with this sin problem I'm not calling you to bash you I'm not calling you to belittle you I'm calling you because I have the remedy I have the lie I have the soap I have the detergent to wash away your sin so I understand what Joseph Scriven meant when he said what can wash away my sins nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ oh I understand what John said when he was writing his epistle my little children my beloved ones see to it that you don't practice sin but if somehow you sin oh confess your sins unto God and he's righteous and just to forgive you of your sins don't stay in your sin you have an advocate so when I'm walking 
walking with God. I'm walking with my advocate. I can reason with my advocate. And when I reason with my advocate, my sins that were higher than the mountain, the Lord will sanctify me. My sins that are many, my Lord will forgive me. My diseases that overtake my body, the Lord, my healer, will heal me. Though I'm in a pit, sinking in the miry clay, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea will hear my despairing cry, and out of love, he will come and lift me up. He is my redeemer who redeems me from the pit. Hey, when he redeems me, he will crown me with love and compassion. I'm walking with a crown, a crown of love, a crown of compassion, a crown of righteousness. It's a great joy to have had you tune in today's message. Choose the more excellent way and walk in it. This excellent way is the way of the Lord. And when we live in conformity to the truth of this way, we have the life of Christ Jesus as we endeavor to live and keep in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you that you did not left us without a way as pilgrims in this world who have to traverse the hills and valleys of this estranged place, going through floods and fires. Through it all, we have learned to trust in you because you are the one that's constant in our lives and in the midst of changing circumstances which we experience each day. Father, we continue to look to you for our help, sustenance, comfort, healing, forgiveness, deliverance, provision, protection, preservation, sanctification, and progression in our faith to the very last mile of the way. Hear the prayers and calls of your people now, Father, and bless us with more and more grace and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. There was confusion, peace, On behalf of Bishop Maria Reed and the Steertown New Testament Church of God family, we take great pleasure in thanking you all for your time spent with us in this move in the word moment we do hope you are all tremendously blessed and motivated by this message we make special mention of our studio engineer omar sinclair our partners and sponsor w and w electrical hardware located at 
42 Truman Avenue, Richmond Park, Kingston, Main Street, Steertown, St. Anne, and Main Street, Duncan's Trelawney. For prior requests, or if you wish to contribute financially to this program, you can contact us at 876-826-5125. 876-826-5125. WhatsApp us at 876-773-9864. That's 876-773-9892. Or email us at moveintheword@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If ever you are in the Senton area, we invite you to worship with us at either of our services. Services times are 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. That's 8 a.m or 11 a.m. Join us again next week, Sunday, same time, on the number one station, Gospel JAFM. Here's wishing you all a week filled with faith in the Lord.